You're listening to Spice Radio, 1200 AM, and we are speaking to Charlie Smith, the editor of Vancouver. Charlie, how are you this morning? Oh, I'm doing well, thanks. I'm Karen, I hope all is well at Spice Radio. All is very well, Charlie, but today I'm super excited to talk to you because we've got a lot of drama to cover, so I want to get started first of all with what is going on down south with the U.S. government. They are continuing for a third day trying to elect a speaker in the House of Representatives, and Charlie, today is also really significant because it's the two-year anniversary of January 6th, so what do you make of the events that we are seeing down south? Well, I think uh, Kevin McCarthy is uh, obviously he was the Republican minority leader in the House of Representatives, and now he wants to become the House Speaker, which is actually the third third in line, you know, after the Vice President and the House Speaker. Uh, should something catastrophic happen, so the the Speaker of the House is very important, and and all the spending bills go through there, and it went through eleven votes. And uh, he can't get to a majority. There's a, a group of kind of Republican extremists who are refusing to support him. And uh, he keeps going back again and again and again. And I think part of the reason is he doesn't want to allow another person to come forward. So by continuing this saga, and now it's number 12, um, the holdouts are from what's called the Conservative Freedom Caucus, and uh, some of them are, are strong Trump supporters, like Matt Gates and Lauren Boebert from Colorado. But then what happened was Trump was urging people to support McCarthy, but they still won't do this. And, and it, it, he needs, like, if there's five of them who vote against him because of the number of Democrats, it's going to thwart his, his chances. And... Um, this can continue on for quite a while, but where it's going to become a problem is in September with the U.S. debt ceiling. And uh, this is money that's already spent. And if if they block a speaker or if there's a condition that they won't lift the debt ceiling and we're seeing higher interest rates and things like that, that this could um, actually conceivably put the American government in default. And if that were to happen, that would have really profound, potentially profound economic ramifications around the world. So, so it is something that I think we should all be interested in. But in the meantime, um, you've got a Democratic majority in the Senate. You've got Democrats in charge of the executive branch with Joe Biden as the president. So I think this uh, shenanigans can continue for a while with out any major impact but down the road it's going to to get more serious yeah it really is and the one thing that i found so surprising they said they haven't seen anything like this in well over i think if i've got the number right like about 160 plus years since they were in a situation like this where they were really at a standstill trying to elect a speaker so this is quite crazy i mean now they're on the 12th vote i don't know how long this is going on for i also heard actually apparently someone told me that kevin mccarthy he already kind of took over the office space he started decorating it seems so he kind of assumed that he was going to get the job but obviously it's it's not that easy as we can see charlie yeah. <laughs> you, you, the old cliche don't count your chickens before they hatch 
Exactly, Charlie. He should have waited a little longer. Okay, now, Charlie, this is the story that everybody has been talking about all week. Prince Harry has made a string of damning accusations against his family in a new memoir called Spare. And a couple I wanted to highlight, Charlie, was the one that a lot of people were talking about is apparently he alleges that his brother, Prince William, physically attacked him in a row over his wife, Meghan. He also talked about what he did in Afghanistan, claiming that he killed 25 people. Like, Charlie, this thing just goes on there's so much to cover but what do you think of what we're seeing here well, it's, it's jaw-dropping and uh and everyone is talking about it except uh for one uh, key player which is william and the other members of the royal family who've met this uh book release with with silence but it is it is jaw-dropping and and the um the claim that Harry says his brother was scuffling with him and left him with a visible injury and the, the dog dish broke when he <laughs> fell on it. Uh, he's saying that his brother later apologized um, and it, <laughs> branding Megan difficult and rude and abrasive and, you know, the soap opera um, is carrying on. But I actually am looking at this and thinking... You know, it, it, it's it's sad in a way that Harry is profiting from sharing these stories. And Random House, Penguin Random House, is by giving him a $20 million advance to spill the beans here. And it's there's something kind of sad and tawdry about all of this. And, and then his comments about what he did in Afghanistan is, you know, could could have ramifications and, and maybe even make him or other members of the royal family a target. So, Yeah, I, and that was the one that I found surprising too because that I would think would be something he wouldn't want to put out there. And you know what, Charlie, the thing that I find really surprising is literally, I think it was about a week ago where... Harry said he hopes to, you know, reconcile with his brother and father. So I thought, okay, like he wants to build a relationship. And then literally now he's putting out every single thing about his family. So it doesn't look like they're going to come together. But here's a question I want to ask you, Charlie. Do you think he's going to show up for his father's coronation? Well, <laughs> or whether he'll even be welcome. Um, Ooh, yes. I think, you know, I wonder if they're looking, if the family's looking at him and going, Harry is Harry. He's, uh, you know, we don't even know whether he's suffering from post-traumatic stress disorder or anything from Afghanistan um, or that uh, the state of his mental health. But at the same time, uh, if he wherever he shows up, there's potential for trouble. Uh, I would bet that he will show up. Oh, he what will. What do you think? I don't know, Charlie. It's like 50-50. I'm kind of leaning towards no, because I feel like if he goes, all the attention is going to be him. And I wonder if Megan will even come along to or will he go solo? So I'm going to I'm gonna say no on this one. I don't think okay, so. Okay, I'm going to say solo. But I also <laughs> I also feel that Harry is, uh, he, he loves to wrap himself in this cloak of victimhood. Yeah. And that he's so hard done by when he's so privileged. And sometimes it's it's hard to take um and i realize you know the the comments that have been made about racism in the royal family and that's you know the they seem to be made authentically with uh legitimate outrage about what happened um but apart from that just this whole business of of harry um 
getting paid massive amounts of money to give these speeches and write these books, and and then he continues to, to act like he's some sort of victim, and, and I'm having a tough time with that, I must say. Yeah, and I think for a lot of people, I feel like, Charlie, in covering this, there's sort of like two camps I've said many times where there's people who, you know, they, they really feel for Harry and Meghan, their situation, but there are other people like, okay, like, we've heard this now. Are you guys done? Like, you guys did say you want to step away from the spotlight, but they're only putting themselves out there in the spotlight. Yeah. So more to come on this one. <laughs> and Charlie, I think that there is a Bollywood TV serial in the making with this plot, with what Harry is coming out with his book, right? This is like in every Indian household. And we all have a Harry in our family. Let, let us look back, you know, contemplate on this. We all have one Harry in the family. There's <laughs> one way to look at it. You, you've got something there, Natasha. But Charlie, okay, today we're really excited here on the Morning Buzz because today is A.R. Raymond's birthday. He turns 56 years old, and you are a huge fan, Charlie. Oh, he, he's he's got to be one of the most talented, if not the most talented musician in the world. I uh, I don't know. That may be going a bit far, but maybe not. I I just think he's 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 a genius and a master. Um, and and the way he can touch the heart with, uh, and the range of music he does. But but what some of my favorites are these kind of Sufi inspired, like from the movie uh, Joda Akbar, for instance. Yes. He just had just some some phenomenal songs uh, there, and and then you you couple it with with the imagery from Bollywood and the lush, um, you know, scenes. So if you're watching his his song say on YouTube and it's supplemented with the video, it's it's he's really a master and uh, and and I would say he's my favorite of all all the uh, musicians in India. Interestingly, you said that, you know, Charlie, because I was just telling Mankaran that when I came to British Columbia, when I when I came to Vancouver, there's this one song from his first film, Roja, Ye Hasi Vadia. If you ever listen to that on a snowy winter morning or a snowy winter day, it will take you back to that moment in the film. And yet the whole essence of the song kind of envelops you. So do listen to it. And especially since we're surrounded with so much beauty, Ye Hasi Vadia and British Columbia just go hand in hand. And did you know there's actually a street in Toronto which is named after ARMAN? Oh, I didn't know that. <laughs> yes. I guess it's, uh, there, there are more Tamils in, in uh, Toronto than in Vancouver, so we haven't had the same type of pressure here for, for doing the same, I guess. Yeah, there is a street in Markham, uh, apparently, and it's called ARMAN Street. <laughs> oh, wow. And yeah. I just think he's had so many great songs, you know, from so many films, and and he, he just, uh, it's just just really, uh, I don't know where he he gets his talent from, um, you know, from God, I guess, but the, the the just the range of what he's done and how he, I think he's played such a critical role in making Bollywood films. Uh, travel abroad and become very popular throughout the Arab world and other other parts of the world and now North America um, because because the music is just magical. It truly is, Charlie. And we're actually going to play that song from Joda Akbar for you. So thank you so much, as always, for speaking to us, Charlie. And you have a wonderful weekend. Okay. Same to you, Natasha. And Karen, thank you.